welcome back to another episode of Henshin Time. I'm Jeff. I'm Ross. And today is Common Writer Kiva. Kiva. It premiered on January 27th, 2008. My birthday! So, so this one actually premiered on your birthday, so yeah. technically you would be a Kiva. And it's funny because this is actually like one of my favorite Common Writers besides Blade. So many bad jokes I can do right now. What? Kiva Blade? Common Rider Blade. 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 But like, but like I said in the Latin, we did Blade. I don't get the mix, joke. Mix Kiva and Blade together and put, uh, what was his name? From Marvel. Blade. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's true. The advertising slogan for this series is, Wake up! Break the chains of destiny! The first episode began with a commemoration of the series in honor of the 17th anniversary of Shotaro Ishinomori's birthday. Do you share a birthday with Ishinomori? Possibly. Uh, but we always get a story in in Kamen well, Rider. Yeah, we're gonna keep the story. Keep it going. <laughs> As Ross is looking it up, because I am a nerd. You might as well just keep going because I gotta type in each in the morning. I always screwed up. The story goes: twenty-two years after the disappearance of his father, Watoru Kuranai lives in an infamous haunted house where he is destined at destined as Kamarider Kiva to fight life-draining monsters called Fangaris, the very race his father fought years ago before his disappearance. Wataru. Wataru must also deal with the Kamarider Iksa, who is part of an organization seeking to destroy the Fangiri menace, as well as the Fangiri's own writer, Kamarider Saga. The story is split between the action of Wataru in the present 2008 through 2009 and his father, Otoyo, in the past 1986 to 1987. Slowly revealing the link between the Fangiri race and Kiva. Okay. Shotaro was born January 25th, 1938. Okay. And died January 28th, 1998. Weird. <laughs> but the characters of Comrade Kiva are spread throughout two time periods. Each related to one another. There are the actions of Otoya Kuranai and the Fangiri hunter Yuri, also with the Wolfen Jiro in the year 1986, with the first Ixa version. Ixa. Ixa 1. I, that's what I call it. Ixa 1 that result in the various Fangiris that persist to the current day in 2008 with Otoya's son Wotaru as Kamarida Kiva, along with. Kaisuke Nago uh, as Kamarider Ixa version 10. Uh, and Yuri's daughter Megumi, also a Fangiri hunter, uh, dealing with the Fangiris to the prevent deaths. So she's basic it's basically the that whole vampire werewolf, and then we have our hunter. <laughs> Wouldn't that technically be Fangires? Uh Fangris? I think Jeffrey. Shut up. I think Jeffrey's fangry. But we got Wataru Kuranai is the main protagonist of Comrade Kiva. 
He is a human fangire hybrid who transforms into common rider Kiva. Fangry. You're fangry. <laughs> a polite individual with a gentle soul. From the mythical mystical powers inherited by his mother, Watara has an exceptionally powerful sense of empathy, which influences his overall perception of others. From childhood, Watara showed himself to be quite timid and emotional, shedding tears in moments of distress. Growing up as a as a lonely orphan also significantly impacted Watara in adulthood leading to a lack of social skills in general. Being mis mistreated by his rude neighbors, Wataru is shown to crave companionship, no matter how obnoxious the person may be. Combined with an inability to withstand peer pressure, he is subservient to the whims of others, an issue which Wataru himself is well aware of. Despite his polite demeanor, he is also quite unobservant towards people, Earning their ire on several occasions, his attempts to ease the distress of others can unintentionally worsen the problem at times, further upsetting the person by accident. That sounds very familiar to somebody from Super Sentai. Uh, yeah. In, several of them. In his everyday life and as Commander Kiva, Wataru's weak will can severely hamper his prowess at times, becoming unable to function properly in such states. As he continues to widen his social circle, Wataru starts to mature more as an individual, gradually losing his self-conscious nature. This would allow him to better socialize with others, calmly handling his neighbor's unkindness without trouble. However, though, no longer as weak-willed as before, Wataru could still succumb to sorrow at times. I mean, he Can't is we human. All? Partially. <laughs> Initially <laughs> attempting to avert his eyes, from reality once learning of Mio and Taiga's identity as Fangires. Fangries. Fangries. Sounds like a snack. <laughs> like those, uh, those triangle over those fun funyungs. Yeah. Uh, but his devices are Kiva Bat, the third, Wataro's Kiva Kivat partner, Demon Imperial Dragon Sulot. Tatsulot. All these fun words. Wataro's second partner and the catalyst of uh, allowing Kiva to assume emperor form, and I believe he has a flying dragon castle? Yes. <laughs> Never thought I'd say that in a sentence. Kivolt, Kivat, bat, uh, Kivat Belt is the transformation device that forms when Kiva bites Wataru. Yeet. He goes, numb. Yeah, up next we've got Kisuke Nago is a 22-year-old elite member of the wonderful Blue Sky organization and the main user of Comrider Ixa, the secondary writer of Comrider Kiva. The current user of the Ixa system, working part-time as a bounty hunter by capturing criminals. Once successful, Nago takes a button from them as a memento, the latter being a form of ritual for him. Said rituals stem from Nago's final confrontation with his father, an event that still traumatizes Nago to this day. For each capture he makes as a bounty hunter, Nago donates the entire rewards towards orphans, having no real financial needs for it. So, very humble man, very humble guy, but we get a lot of trauma in the, in 
Kiva's just a lot of issues. I mean, this is a dark. Yeah, this is, this is pretty dark. <laughs> uh, despite appearing to be a noble figure, Nago actually has a very warped and selfish sense of justice, something which others have regularly pointed out to him. Notably in the past, Nago caused his own father to commit suicide solely from a mistake that the latter made on a official on official document. So, yeah. Step back, buddy. <laughs> Likewise, when first fighting as Ixa, Nago regularly showed as a sick sense of pleasure at killing Fengars, caring little for the sense of morality. So, hmm. To an almost zealous degree, Nago firmly believes in his idea of humanity's full potential, something that fuels his narcissistic viewpoint. Thus, he regularly looks down upon meek individuals such as Wataru, as they are everything his ideology is against. Furthermore, Nago also has a distaste for pleasure such as music, since he feels it hinders said potential. You're fucking wrong. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Nago continues to see Kamen Rider Kiva as a threat despite all de- evidence to the contrary. When believing that he had successfully de- defeated Kiva, Nago was overjoyed, stating his intent to exterminate the Fengaya race and rule the entire world. Soon afterwards, though, Nago learned that Kiva survived, suffering his first real defeat in a rematch. Unable to fathom that he had Lost in their fight, Nago was overcome with angst growing mad with time. And I would like to point out that their personalities are totally different. He's confident-ish while also being a dick. He's confident. And and Wataru's the opposite of him. Wataru loves music, plays violin like his father. This guy fucking hates music. Nago's devices is the Ixa belt. And the Ixa Knuckle, a a necessary piece of equipment for the Ixa system. In conjunction with the Ixa Knuckle, the belt lets the user transform to Ixa. It also stores the Fosless or Fusless design for the Ixa Rider system. Unlike Kiva, the ones who become Ixa are seen to, to manually put the belt on themselves. The way a user wears the belt varies. Jiro tends to wear it with a false loose, like attached while Otoyo wore it on his first two occasions against Jiro without them. Every other time after that, Otaya, Otoya had the foslets attached, which is just like the attachment pieces mm-hmm. to the knuckle. All the lovely pieces. Yeah. And then his vehicle is the Ixalion a hyper-motorcycle produced by the wonderful Blue Sky Organization, also known as War Lion. Like the Ixa belt and power Ixer, it forms part of the Ixa system, but it did not exist in the past as of 1986 and is only used in the present age of 2008. Hmm. Ixa has actually several different forms, but Comrade Ixa's power created by the Fangar race that was meant to duplicate Comrade Dark Kiva's power as, as much as possible without its heavy risks, hence their similar design and abilities. Unlike its predecessor, Comrade Kiva is able to assume multiple forms 
that provide him with different weapons and abilities by inserting Faustless in the Kivat's mouth. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully those are Faustless Faust are not bad. Taiga Nobori is the current king of the Fangarger and Kamen Rider Saga. Good name. Mm -hmm. He later became Kamen Rider Dark Kiva. Initially the, the fiance of Ma Mio, Suzuki, he learns that she became willing to abandon her Fangire heritage and her future as queen of the Fangires to be together with his half-brother, Wataro Kurunai, resulting in conflict between the brothers. Hmm. Yeah. A woman came between two brothers. Giggity giggity. Don't share. <laughs> I was say I was get, I was getting some kind of Queen of the Dam vibes on that part there. Queen of the Dam, Queen of the Badass. Having a strong sense of responsibility for his race, Taiga displays an authoritative demeanor in general, rarely losing his composure in public. In contrast, however, he treats his loved ones with a kind of kind gesture, being strongly loyal to such individuals. Like his father, though, Taiga can be rather self-righteous at times, unintentionally neglecting to understand the emotions of others. Partly from this, Taiga has moments of forcefulness, if done without any malice. There's that malice word. Mm -hmm. Angered by the mistreatment he received as a child, Taiga felt animosity toward humanity viewing them as a simple livestock for fangire race we are not meat puppets yes we are <laughs> while capable of making exceptions taiga remained adamant to this idea believing coexistence between the two races as as impossible likely stemming from his hatred of humans taiga does not consume food in general solely drinking water when at a restaurant Mm. From his difficult childhood, Taiga secretly felt isolated from others, wishing to have a family of his own. Though loving his mother deep down inside, Taiga disapproved of her affair with Otoya, seeing it as the ultimate betrayal for himself and the race. Thus, he did nothing to re reconcile with Maya upon reuniting, leaving her alone. Instead, Taiga focused on creating a new family for his own. Namely with Wataro and Mio. Mm. His devices are the Sagaric Belt, Saga's Transformation Belt, Kivat Bat the Second, Dark Kiva's Kivat partner. As the king's partner, he infuses him with the power of Kiva. However, unlike his son, Kivat Bat the Second controls a lot more demonic power that enables Dark Kiva to fight at his utmost limit. Eventually disgusted with his partner's methods, Kiva Bat II offers Toya his power to become Dark Kiva. Mm. And the Dark Kiva belt is Dark Kiva's transformation device that forms when Kiva bites Taiga. A bat bites a Taiga. Could there be a, there'd be a, there's a fusion Tiger bat. Yeah. And now, on to the villains. The Fangar. Or Fangiri. <laughs> Fungire. Fungire. <laughs> These guys are a race of vampire-like monsters in Kamen Rider series Kamen Rider Kiva. Stained glass-based vampires who feed off of life 
energy by using glass shard like life sucking fangs. What a mouthful. Game. <laughs> Mem- <laughs> fangs. Members of the Fangire race assume human forms to hide within everyday society to feed in secret, revealing their true forms as their skin takes a unique stained glass pattern. Nice. They're more energy vampires. They don't really bite. Isn't that everybody at work? Basically. (laughs) (laughs) Like the other demon races, the Fengar can sustain themselves without life energy through a myriad of means, as demonstrated by the frog Fengar. However, many do not bother adopting such a lifestyle, hence their conflict with humanity. Uh, Then up next, we've got the Checkmate 4. These... These guys are the four most powerful members of the Fangar race, each bearing a tattoo of the chess piece they are named after. These four Fangars receive a title, the titles of Rook, Bishop, the Keeper of Fangar Laws, Queen and King, the Rulers of Fangar. In 1986, the Checkmate Four were based in Castle Doron. By 2008, only Bishop and Rook remained remained as they recruit a new queen and king. You know what's funny is they sound like the Royal Flush King. Ah, uh, yeah. But, uh, so the members go, I mean, obviously we kind of talked about in 1986 there was a king, and then 1986 the queen was Maya, or Maya. Uh, then we had Bishop and Rook. But Taiga Nobori becomes king. And Mio, Mio Suzuki becomes queen in 2008. All hail the queen. Connections. Oh, man. This this series is so good. I, I want to say that the use of what they... D- mm, how do I say that? The use of what they had back yeah. then. I say back then. 2008 wasn't that long ago. For all those younger than us, it was a long time ago. It's like the dinosaurs, you know, but... Jeffrey's younger than me. I am, but it, it's so good. Uh, just watching this made me want to buy the device. And I want to say the suit for Kiva mm-hmm. was fucking yeah. amazing. It's one of oh the early he said that I actually like. Just, this is a suit that you don't want to bust in, you know? Well, I think certain, certain he said... They seem to be either animal themed mm-hmm. or not animal themed. I will say that the series itself, though, did get a little confusing, like when it skips between timelines. I will test it. Because you're like, wait, what? That's why, that's why I lost interest. <laughs> I watched a few episodes and I was like, I watched past the few episodes and it got better. Like the transitions got yeah. better. It wasn't just. The first two episodes was like, wait, what the hell is that? Like, yeah, it says 1980, blah, blah, blah. But why are we going back in time? Four episodes later, then they kind of explain like, oh, okay. So these are key pieces we need to know. Oh, okay. So that's how, uh, you know, he get Kiva, uh, Comrade Kiva gets the power of a werewolf. And keep in mind his... Those guys, the the four kings, queens, it's mm-hmm. vampire, werewolf, Frankenstein, and then Mummy. Is it mummy? <laughs> I, I don't I don't remember, but it was it was horror themed, you know, like the 
it was Van Stroker or Brom Stroker. Brom Stroker. I said Van or Stroker. Stoker. Van Stroker. In all irony of going through with some of the Ultraman stuff and some of the Common Rider stuff, I actually stumbled upon on YouTube a J-pop group. Van Stroker? No, that's your that's your that's your ancient name. Atarashi Gako? Yeah, you butchered that. I know I did. We know Spanish. <laughs> Mr. Barry, you give that one a shot. All right. Atarashi Gecko. It's a J-pop group. I was like, what is this Tokyo calling? And I was like, they I, I, they say J-pop, but... Hey, why not? Let's, let's leave it like that. I don't want to call them J-rock. I don't know. J-pop is pretty... Like, anything J-music is pretty obscure because there's a J-pop group that also plays metal... And it's weird because like saying. it's heavy. It's like you would expect someone to be like, you know, screaming like a deep growl. But no, she's like, like super high pitched, like Ariana Grande. I'm like, what? And we're we're actually com- we're coming to the to the end of season three. We've mm-hmm. only got four more episodes. Where? But. But we're not season four, isn't? You but, know, we're season, not but we're no, not we're not double Conrad yet. <laughs> no, but what's funny is we'll we'll be ending on a on a holiday note. Oh, nice! Take a little holiday break. We're gonna be doing a a camaraderie Kamer- Christmas. No, he's not an actual camaraderie, but there are camaraderies that are dressed like like Santa Christmas and saying ho ho ho. And that's a wrap on another episode of Henshin Time. We hope you enjoyed geeking out with us as much as we enjoyed geeking out with each other. And we did. Remember, whether you're a longtime fan or a newcomer to the world of tokusatsu, there's always something new to discover and appreciate. So keep exploring, keep watching, and keep listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving us a review on your favorite podcast platforms. It helps us grow and reach more listeners and keep the conversation going. And thanks for tuning in. And until next time, it's Hedgin' Time!